TCB MVPs by the numbers. Week 4 review. The Yellow Jackets traveled to Tourney Fort Field for a bout with the Gordonsville Tigers. They started off great forcing a 3 and out and followed it up with a touchdown run by Jason Hicks covering 42 yards. Gordonsville would catch a break in the second quarter while facing a 4th and 11 when Trouser County would commit a dead ball personal foul giving the Tigers a first down. They would proceed to go in and score and tie the game at 7. Cameron Rankins would find the end zone as well in the second quarter and the Jackets would take a 14-7 lead into the break. Late in the third, Gordonsville would strike again to pull even at 14. The Jackets would get a great return on the ensuing kickoff and make it count early in the fourth when Hicks scored his second touchdown of the night. The purple and gold D would stand tall on the next drive and stop a fourth and short attempt by Gordonsville and start deep in the Tiger territory. The drive stalled as did Chassis' field goal attempt and the Tigers thought they had avoided disaster with five minutes to go down seven. But Mr. Hicks had something to say about that. The next play, Jaden stripped the Tiger receiver and danced his way into the end zone for his third touchdown of the night. Gordonville would add a late score, but the rally failed when Trouser County recovered the onside kick. Trouser County 28, Gordonville 20. Up next, Trouser County travels north to Westmoreland for a Week 5 region battle. Westmoreland 2020 Season Review the Eagles enter this matchup with a 2-2 record overall and 1-0 in region play. Week 1 saw them fall to 4A Livingston Academy, 12-10. Week 2, the Tigers from Macon County found victory in a 13-7 ballgame. Week 3, Westmoreland was successful and defeated region opponent Jackson County, 34-12. Last week, the Eagles were credited with a 1-0 win against White Creek, who is at this time not playing because of COVID. For the year, Westmoreland is scoring 17 points per game, while giving up 12.3 points per game. Currently, the Eagles' scheduled opponents have a 23-12 record on the year. Tri-Z County's 2020 season review. The Yellow Jackets have yet to find consistency in 2020 and entered this matchup at 2-2. Two two. Losses to Friendship Christian in Watertown in Weeks 1 and 3 sandwiched a victory over White House in Week 2. Last week, Gordonsville committed more mistakes than the Jackets, and the Purple and Gold headed home with the win. The narrative for the 2020 continues to be ball security, as the team is averaging three fumbles per game, losing half of them. Trouser County is scoring 19 points per game and giving up 13.3 points per game. The total combined record for the Yellow Jack opponents is 20 and 17. Trouser County stat highlights. After four weeks, the Jacket defense is allowing 227 total yards. Opponents rush for 124 yards while passing for 103 yards. So far, the defense has allowed five rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. They have forced two interceptions, one fumble, one block, and produced two scores. Common opponent. Outside of region play, the two schools also share the joy of playing Macon County, 
Westmoreland played the Macon County Tigers in week two and lost 13-7. to Trouser County will face the Tigers next week. Rankings. Coach T, 2A rankings. Westmoreland is tied at 12. Trouser County is 20th. The Sunny Moore Computer Power Rankings following week three have Westmoreland ranked 103, which is sixth in 2A. While their scheduled opponents have an average rank in this poll of 173, the Yellow Jackets were at 108, which is eighth in 2A, and their opponents average a rank of 174.2 in this poll. The Massey ratings list the Eagles at 210 which is 15th in 2A, and their scheduled opponents average a rank in this poll of 203.1. The purple and gold as a, are team 112 this week, which is third in 2A, and their opponents average a rank in this poll of 208.5. Max Crest listed Westmoreland as the 19th best team in 2A, while Travis County sits in 8th. Last week's 2A AP poll had Trouser County in 6, while Westmoreland was not ranked. Matchup history. This series goes back to the very beginning of Westmoreland football. In 1931, the Hartsville Jackets were the first team to face off with them and hosted the contest. In that game, the legend of Bill Dickens was born as he set several state records, scoring 13 touchdowns, 15 PATs, and a total of 93 points. The Jackets won 126-0. I know I'm missing several years of data, but I show the Jackets leading this series 14-8. Westmoreland's last win was in 2000. Last year, the Jackets swarmed the Eagles in a 44-6 ball game. My take. The Jackets will have another tough out this week. The Eagles have shown a stingy defense and will be ready to slow the purple and gold. Trouser County has to get started early and play fundamental football. I think it will take four quarters to put them out, but feel the Jackets can get it done. Go Jackets! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Burma Road Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We apologize for getting it out so late this week, but here we are nonetheless. I'm, uh, I guess, the host, Stephen Angel, here by myself right now. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Real quick, I want to let you know we got a great episode lining up for you. we got an interview with Cam Rankins, and we got an interview with the play-by-play commentator, for Westmoreland, who we play this week, Nikki Ray Booker. So that's all coming to you. For a couple of orders of business, uh, please go to Apple Podcasts 
and subscribe to the podcast there. Rate our show five stars, and please, please leave a comment. That stuff really helps us. Uh, and if you do, we'll give you a shout out. Also, we haven't been hearing back from you guys as much as we did last year. We really enjoyed correspondence with the uh, fans of the team and listeners to the show. So go to our email, BurmaRoad615 at gmail.com and uh, leave us some feedback, question, thought, concerns. We'll read all the emails. Uh, I had a real good time doing that last year and haven't gotten to so much this year. Uh, also, if you want to sponsor the podcast, uh, you know, it does take a little something to to run this, and uh, that could help out if you're a local business in the area. We'd really appreciate any kind of support. Uh, you can hit us up, and we can work out a little deal there. Same thing, email bermarose615 at gmail.com, uh, and that's all I got for you. Uh, We're going to come right up with this interview with Cam. <laughs> This is Easton Stacy with the Burma Road Podcast. I got my man Cam Rankins. What's up? <laughs> Here with me. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's a pretty down day outside. It's raining a lot. So, <laughs> you so y'all didn't have practice? No, not today. It was, it was flooded when, we, when I was riding through town, so maybe tomorrow to draw off and we can get out on the field. Yeah, we were talking about who was going to clean it earlier. <laughs> uh... How's it been recovering from it, that injury you had against Friendship? Uh, I mean, it, it's it been all right. I was, nothing I ain't done before. I tore my knee up, so this really wasn't anything compared to it. So hopefully I can get back full swing of things soon and really get it going for myself. Got a little du- we got a little dub over Gordonsville the other night. They're actually better than I, th- I thought they was going to be, like, yeah. They only lost to Watertown by a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. Last year, that was hot garbage. So, <laughs> compared to last year, they had a real good team. I think Coach Clemens got a lot going for them, and they got a sophomore quarterback, so they still got a couple years of being good before they kind of burn themselves out. But it's pretty big up front, but in the fourth quarter, they got tired, so we just took advantage of it and just put it on them late. So. And I just got to say, me and Cameron – out of probably anybody I'm going to interview, I'm friends with him the most. And we was talking about this coming up to it. And we're like, bro, we're not going to be able to get anything done. So this one might be a little different because we, if we start laughing all the time, yeah, just ignore that. But uh, what colleges are looking at you and what's your favorite one so far? Where you want to go play ball? Uh, I got four offers. Austin P. Tech, Martin, and Ball State. And I really don't know where I want to go. That's the honest truth. So hopefully here soon I can make a decision. And as soon as I do, I'm, I'll let everyone know because everybody's been asking that same question where I'm going. So if you go to Tech, we can get a revolver. Yeah, revolver ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday nights ain't for me. <laughs> uh, I, all right, this is a good question right here. <laughs> uh, so you ever heard of this thing called the blaster yeah I've ran through the blaster multiple times that's why I don't put the ball on the ground <laughs> <laughs> no we we talk about this every time somebody fumbles all years I need to be running through the blaster and a lot of people say that the blaster is broke is that true no the blaster is not broke the blaster has every arm on it and they are swinging back and forth and it hurts worse than any run I've yeah. ever had in my high school career, the blaster is ten times worse. 
So that thing works. I heard people say that, uh, I don't know, that grass was grown up on it t- t- halfway up where you couldn't run through it. That's not the case. We take good care of our practice field. It looks better in half of anyone's game field. So there ain't no high grass nowhere. We out there working on it. That's what I heard, Dad. No room for grass to grow. Uh, who would win on the board drill, you or Mason Basford? There's no question to it. I I take myself any day of the week. Mason, so you dominate him. Yeah, Mason's a little small for me, so <laughs> I'm playing. Mason's a beast. So yeah, he'd probably take me for a ride. No you, ever, you ever lost on the board drill before? Yes. Uh, I hate to say it, but Brayson Rainey, my freshman year, like second practice, Coach Eden, he was all for it, and he was like, uh, he's like Rainey Rankins, get up there. So, yeah, that was my first loss. And then uh, since then, I don't know, Mason might have beat me once or twice. But other than that, I don't think I've really ever lost. It's kind of hard to when you're this big, so. <laughs> no doubt. And for those of you who don't know what the board drill is, it's basically you line up from somebody and just push them and see who's going to drive them back first, I guess you'd say. Um, I got some questions on Instagram that people ask. Nelson asked... Can you carry this team to a ship? Uh, I don't think it'd just be me carrying the team. I think it's a collective effort, and it's really going to take everybody buying in to get there, to get the cook well, on what is it, the first weekend of December. It's a Friday, I know that, at 11 a.m. So I think if everybody buys in, we'll definitely be where we want to be. At least playing on Thanksgiving weekend. That's always a great season when you play on Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, Xavier asked, why are you, X, and BC the best trio in 2A football? Uh, Well, right now, me and BC might be the best duo in 2A football, but I think here soon, once we get X on the field, he'll definitely make a point, and uh, he'll definitely give us that push to get where we want to be, but just got to get there first. I was going to – I'm going to have to ask Steven to edit this part out. I was going to ask if you knew when he was going to be playing again, but I don't know if I should ask that. Yeah, I have no clue when he is anyway, so that's kind of a waste of a question. Yeah. Uh. All right, well, the most generic question I ask every week, top five favorite music artists. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with this, but – We'll start at five. How about that? Because I think like... Five and go to one? Yeah. Five. Top five music artists. I don't listen to that country music like you do. Like, you listen to that George All right, well, that's all for this podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. Let me just look at my phone and see who's on there. You see what I was listening to on the way over here? That is J. Cole's best album. I know. 2014 Forest Hills Drive. All right, so number five, I've been listening to a lot of, like, Travis Scott lately. Because the burger. Huh? You had the Travis Scott burger? No, I don't like pickles or lettuce, none of that. I just get ketchup only on my stuff. That double cheeseburger ketchup only. Mm. Bench only knows about it. You should ask him if you get a chance. <laughs> but number five is Travis Scott, easily. Number four, Lil Tecca. Ooh. Yeah, Lil Tecca would be... And take a verse of the world. Then number three, Rod Wave, easily. 
Rod Wave is absolutely slaps. Number two, that's hard. Probably Kanye. Old Ye- Yeezy. I love Yeezy Kanye. Yeezy beats. Yeah. He he go hard. So and then number one, of course, J Cole. Yeah, I knew double, you was gonna say that. Double platinum, no features, three albums, can't beat it. Uh, and Drake is up there somewhere. Drake too. gotta be number one. Nah, Drake. I mean, he's up there, but I don't really listen to a lot of them. It's kind of he hit his hiding his kid from the world. So <laughs> but, he I said would, he was not hiding his kid from the world. He's hiding the world from his kid. Well, either way you put it, it's still garbage. So <laughs> I don't really mess with him. So uh, who's some of your favorite athletes or people you model your game after, if anybody? Uh, which one? Which sport? I mean, any of them, I guess. Right, man, we'll just do baseball, uh, basketball, and football because that's the only two I really like to play. But football, I think when you run the ball, who doesn't want to run like Saquon Barkley, just trucking people, and then he outruns anybody. But uh, on defense, Ray Lewis, obviously, just sticking people. People feared him. Being feared on defense is probably your biggest weapon. So, and then as an athlete all around, LeBron James is like just built different. You can't be six eight, three hundred pounds and move like you do. Mm-hmm. So, if I wanted to be just a model athlete, it'd probably be LeBron James, and that's an easy question. And last but not least, your favorite football moment. Of all time, or moments, if you got more than one. All right, so I do got a couple. There is a couple, definitely. So sophomore year, I think Mason might have said it. Beating Meigs County at home, they just wasn't, it wasn't nothing come close. And I wouldn't even – I think I hurt my elbow during the game, so I didn't play majority of the second half. But beating Meigs County at home, definitely one of them. I think – Freshman year, we played Lebanon, and my very first carry as a freshman, and I was out there shaking in my boots. Uh, first carry, I took it for six off a trap, a 26 trap. Took it like 45 yards, 40 yards maybe, to the house. And I remember I was so excited. I dropped the ball in the end zone, and that next Sunday, Coach Eden made me do like 50 up-downs for it, so I regret that. That was the Worst, that was the worst time of my life from the biggest moment of my career. And then, what's another good moment? Last year, <laughs> the Watertown win was big. It's just we came from a lot, came back from a lot. We was down in that game, lost to him earlier in the season. It was raining. Just seeing everyone come together, even the fans come to support when they didn't have to. It was just real big, just getting that win. But other than that, I think those were three of the biggest moments, definitely. So that's it. Well, I mean, that's all I got for you. Anything you want to leave anybody with? No. What was your biggest moment? I didn't want to ask you that. My favorite football moment. I feel like I feel like the people that listen don't know enough about you. You they tend to forget you played high school football too. So, man, I don't know. You, I mean, 
It's definitely what wasn't winning state because I didn't really I didn't play at all in the state game. I was over there, bro. I was about ten yards off the sidelines with them sideline heaters, dude. That game was freezing. Freezing. Uh, Measly old freshman on the sideline. Man, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I guess that one of the times I scored, I remember. Cause I didn't score often. I didn't ever get the ball. All I did against Pickett County. My uh, senior year and junior year highlights are taking cornerbacks <laughs> <laughs> and and dumping them on the sideline. But uh, yeah, it'd probably be. Uh, I got in trouble for this too. We was on kickoff return. It was the opening game against Monterey my junior year, and I wasn't in the back. I wasn't one of the returners, even though I was the fastest one on the team. Don't make any sense. I was the second line. And I was on the right side, and they looked kind of like onside kicked it or something like that, but it was like scooting down through there, so it would have went past me. I'm like, I don't ever get the ball. I'm scooping this thing. <laughs> I scooped it, went right back to the middle, and went up the sideline and scored, and I got back to the uh, sideline. It got called back, too. And I got to the sideline. Coach Barker's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I scored. He said, if that ball's going past you, you let it go. And I had to run at practice, yeah, I'm pretty no sure. When they used to say neck or nuts on yeah. I kick, I used to be so mad. Whenever I used to catch a ball, and they used to get on my head for it. But And then my senior year, this ain't a favorite football moment, but my senior year, they did a, Joe Burns did the same thing. We was at Joe Burns, and they kicked an onside kick. But this one was actually an onside kick, and we were out there in, like, hands, yeah, hands team. team. And uh, that ball went to me. I scooped it up and tried to score, and uh, the kicker tackled me. I ran right through the middle, and I got and I got grabbed on the back. I literally almost scored on that onside recovery. I'm not on kick return, but if I ever got to the point where I'm returning a kick and I let somebody like our kicker, if Heath Chassis ever tackled me, <laughs> I would quit running the ball. And that's a bad what if somebody like Christian Lauderdale tackled you? Christian Lauderdale. I don't know if y'all seen Christian Lauderdale now, but <laughs> Christian Christian Lauderdale's got some weight on him compared <laughs> to high school. So, but he is definitely one of the best athletes to ever come through Hartsville. So I give it to that. But if you do get tackled by high school Christian Lauderdale, then leave it I to Ben to his phone to ring. Yeah, messing up the interview. Uh, I do got another. This is what I want to know. What's the hardest? Who hits you the hardest? Dude, that's a football? good question. Uh, man, so there's, of course, whenever I was a freshman, it seemed like everybody hit hard. But I ain't gonna lie, probably the two hardest people that I've hit whenever I was a, like, a, or hit me whenever I was a freshman was Markel. Dude, I don't remember what we was doing, but I remember he just coming and hit me one time, and I was like, I think it was like punt, punt, return, <laughs> scout, punt, return, or something. Yeah, and DB, dude. <laughs> Dude, like yeah, on scout team defense, because the coach will say, if y'all don't tackle him, y'all got to run a lap. And, uh, yeah, the coach will say, if y'all don't tackle him, y'all got to run a lap. So I'm over here trying to tackle Dylan Burnley, <laughs> and it's been stroking me every single time. Yeah. But, uh, I've never had them scout team problems. Yeah, because yeah, you're big. I used to be 120 team. pounds soaking wet as a freshman. <laughs> that scout team life wasn't for me. Uh, and then... I ain't gonna lie. My senior year, we were doing angle tackle, and we was in shell. We didn't have pa- uh, pad. We weren't going to the ground. We had shorts on, shoulder pads, and helmet. We was doing angle tackle, and maybe because we was only going half speed for some reason. So I'm over here running the ball. So 
So I'm just letting the dude tackle me, letting the dude tackle me. So then he comes Kevon's up, <laughs> and I'm sitting here just like, all right, because Kevon don't ever try in practice, or he never tried in practice really, especially yeah. on stuff like that. You're I used to, an athlete like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, this man, I'm just going to let him wrap me up or whatever. He ear me so bad, like, pop. <laughs> Dude, it felt like it ripped my ear off. Yeah, those ones where it feels like your ear is bleeding. Yes, the whole yeah. practice. I had to keep touching my ear, oh making my sure goodness. it was still there, making sure it wasn't bleeding. We was doing the same angle tackle drill, and you going like, I don't know, you might look at me kind of dumb, but I had to go against Dyson Satterfield. <laughs> and... If y'all don't know, you can ask anybody on the 2018 state, whatever, state-run team, Dyson Satterfield, 100% all the time, going full speed. I watched this man back in a fight because he was on scout team. He was scout team running back, and he tried to stick Braden Hawkins when he was running the ball. When we was out there, like, almost through a walkthrough, I think it was a Wednesday in Shell, but we was on angle tackle. We was doing tackle circuit. I think this might have been my f- sophomore year. It was either it was one of the two years I played with him. This man, full speed, just straight at my shoulder. And this was the worst thing. I felt like my shoulder was broke. And it was just like running up my neck. And my neck starts burning. Then all of a sudden my ear starts burning. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm not playing the rest of the season. I'm about to just quit now. And then that was one of the hardest times I've been hit. But... Whitwell, my sophomore year, was a bunch of cornbread fed <laughs> rednecks, and they won state that year. I think they had an undefeated run, went to state. They had this kid named Thunder Roberts. He was number four. He played linebacker. And he had the cage mask, like the NFL lineman mm-hmm. wear. Scariest dude I've ever seen in my life. And that game was when Kevon's first game back. So I was playing – me and uh, – Black, Jaden Hayward, we was playing the two sniffers back. We had the ace personnel. So we was running 32 knock, 38 knock really all night. And I think it was one time Black had kicked out and I was pulling and sealing. And I got about three yards past the line of scrimmage. And Thunder Roberts, he met me right in the hole. Bow. Just, I don't, I black out. I'm rolling. Next thing I remember, I'm rolling on the ground three yards where I was running to. When I open my eyes, come to my chin straps on my nose and my mouthpiece is like <laughs> 10 yards ahead of me. He'd hit me so hard. And I just remember getting up, walking over to our old trainer, Nick, and he was like, dude, are you okay? I was like, no, I think I might have a concussion. And Coach Wagner walks over, he's like, all right, Rankin, it's time to get back in. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I just had to shed it off. So <clears throat> The hardest I ever got hit in a game, it was against Nashville Christian, against all them D1 athletes, my junior year. Yeah, my junior year. And I think it was 0-0 zero to zero at halftime. And, like, we, we were supposed to get blown out, which we ended up getting blown, blown out. out. But uh, so it goes halftime. We come back in. And first thing, they return a kick to the house, I'm pretty sure. Well, we get on Ended up, we get on defense. Well, uh, Colton gets truck by Batuli. Yeah, knocked him out. Cold he need him knee. in the helmet, knocked him out. So he's in the NFL though, so I give that yeah. to Mooney. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Hey, if I could, that's why I could tackle you. I tackle Batuli. I can definitely tackle Cameron Rankins. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far now. But I, I had to. I knew all the positions on defense, so I had to go to strong safety, and then Matt Thomas came in at corner where I was, because he didn't play defense. 
Well, yeah, this is the hardest hit ever, bro. Uh, the wide receiver, I'm, I'm down in the hole. The wide receiver's coming to crack me, but I don't see him, of course, because I'm going to set the edge. Matt didn't say crack. You know how you're supposed to say crack, oh, yeah, crack, 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 crack. I didn't hear nothing. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get a free tackle right here. Pow! Yeah, I played with uh, Ben Chumley. He was the worst about that. Wouldn't call no crack. Wouldn't look out for anybody else. Wouldn't call an in route or nothing. So, at linebacker, you kind of out there naked. Don't know <laughs> what's going on around you because the DBs, they kind of, I wouldn't call them selfish, but they're real quiet and it takes them a while to get into it. I can see where the DBs are kind of quiet this year. I just wanted to get mine. <laughs> but I guess that's it, Cameron. Appreciate you being on the podcast, bro. No, thanks for having me. Good luck next week. Appreciate it. What a really fun and great interview. My favorite part of the interview is when he said they all run through the blaster. <laughs> And that he never puts the football on the ground. So that was my favorite part of the interview. We got some stats here for you in this last game. Sebastian Linares, four rushes, 19 yards. Cameron Rankin, seven rushes, 36 yards, and a TD. Jaden Hicks, nine rushes, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Allen Ford, nine rushes, 43 yards. Jordan Pickett, Six rushes, 16 yards. Keenan Burnley, two rushes, six yards. And we ain't going to read the negative rushes there. It should also be mentioned that Jaden Hicks had one reception for 38 yards, only one of two completions to be made by the Yellow Jackets in the past five games. So shout out to the man, Jaden Hicks. Our team stats, uh, we had 11 first downs, seven penalties for 80 yards. That's a lot of penalty yards. Uh... Three fumbles, one fumble loss. Somebody put the ball on the ground three times. So they need to run through the blaster a a little more. Uh, (laughs) And you know I'm half kidding. On the defensive side of the ball, they allowed 57 rushing yards, 156 passing yards, had an interception, recovered a fumble, allowed two rushing touchdowns. There were 27 pass attempts against uh, the team. 18 of those only were completed, and they allowed one passing touchdown. And that's the stats brought to you by nobody because we don't have any sponsors. Up next is the interview that John Scruggs did with the play-by-play commentator and apparently head, or uh, what would you say, president of the uh, Westmoreland Quarterback Club, Nikki Ray Booker. All right, welcome back to Burma Road. Thanks for tuning in this episode. Um, I'm here with Nikki Ray Booker, the play-by-play announcer for Westmoreland. Mr. Booker, how you doing, sir? I guess it's been since last year since we spoke. Pretty good, pretty good. Looking forward to Friday night. That's right, man. That's what it's all about, small-town football. Um, yep. So this far, you guys are 2-2. Two and two. We, talk, we were just talking before... Um, we started recording how you got a forfeit win against White's Creek. Um, you pulled out a win against Region 4, Jackson County. You've got two losses to Livingston Academy and Macon County. Both of them really, really tight losses, though. So kind of go through and uh, explain how this season has gone so far for you guys. Well, first of all, I'd like to start out and, you know, just tell you a little bit about, you know, we 
we've only got seven seniors, I think, this year. I've got some of them. We'll see. Yeah, seven seniors here on this team, and we got a lot of sophomores, and we got some juniors, and you know, we we started this year out and playing a pretty good Jack Hub. Uh, pretty good Livingston team as always you know I mean Livingston's tough team it was raining that night and uh, we we battled had a chance to win it at the end of the game with a two point conversion that we didn't get kicked an onside kick and got it back and uh, couldn't couldn't you know win and, and then the Macon County game was you know somewhat similar we had an opportunity at the end of the game to win and I mean uh, we pulled it all together, you know, beat Jackson County pretty good that night. And, uh, you know, we're getting better. We're getting better, and uh, maybe we can come out play y'all tough. I know y'all got a good team. Well, you know, that's that's the key. You know, every, I think if you speak to any coach, and, of course, everybody wants to win, but if your team, especially when you have a young team, you know, it's let's get better every week, let's practice and play hard and with integrity. And, you know, that's all you can hope for. Let's go out every week and, you know, try to do a, a good job and get better. And um, I think that showed with your Jackson County win. But um, can you um, – I don't know how involved you are with kind of the protocols of Westmoreland, but can you talk a little bit about how this um, COVID situation has kind of um, presented some challenges for you guys? Yeah, I'm actually the, the quarterback club president this year. Uh, they they talked me into it. <laughs> My new in-laws, uh, Candace Woodard, she stepped down, and, and uh, she's done a great job for for us for about five years. And and we, I took over, and it's been crazy, you know, because I mean, the whole summer we didn't know if we was gonna play football or not. So I mean, you don't get your sponsors, and you know, and because you hate to take their money from the sponsors until you know for sure. We just kind of, I mean, we didn't even know until, actually, uh, we do the junior high games, you know, concessions and all, and right. we found out about a Thursday night junior high game, the, the Monday before the game, man. So, I mean, it's just been touch and go, and then, you know, you, you gotta, you can't have, we don't have, like, lettuce, tomatoes, stuff like that at a concession stand. You can only have uh, so many people in there. Uh, but it seems like people are getting a little bit more lax about things now. You know, I mean, they they were only letting you have so many tickets, you know, there for a while. And, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak to this because I know tickets are a big thing, but my son went to the Gordonsville Travel County game and, you know, they got to go and buy a ticket at the gate, which is, you know, I like that. And, and uh, I'm, I think stuff's going to get more back to normal, you know? Yeah, well, so, that's all we can hope for with this. You know, personally, I think it's a little played out, and I think, you know, it's not quite as serious as maybe they let on. And um, But, you know, with practices and trying to get things organized and try to get the guys yeah. – uh, stronger in the off season. I mean, it's been a it's been a big challenge for us, and I'm sure it has you guys along with the rest of the state. But um, we know we're playing now, and uh, that's all that matters. And uh, if you, I think if, lack of practice has, has hurt, you know, some things, you know, too. Uh, and we didn't get to practice like we normally do, so I mean, 
we're going a lot more live now than we normally would. You know what I'm saying? I'm experiencing one another in practice because we didn't even get to have a scrimmage, you know, before the season started. So didn't have a spring game. I mean, it's just been crazy. I mean, well, yeah, and, we're getting to play and not like basketball. Right, right. And, you know, as far as being in shape, it's it takes – it takes quite a bit of conditioning to get ready for a football game, and even still, you know, I can speak for when I played. You're re- you're still not in game shape until you actually play a live game, and oh, you yeah. know, for that not to take place during the off season's been a big, you know, a big challenge for I think everybody. And you know, now that we're you know three four games in, I think everybody's starting to you know, realize what kind of team they have and realize, you know, the potential. And, um, but I, yeah. what I was going to ask you is, uh, could you tell us a little bit about, um, uh, some of your playmakers offensively, you know, uh, um, what's their name and yeah. number and kind of what position they play? Uh, I don't have their number with me, but I've got their That's okay. and, and, uh, uh, I'd like to call out, you know, all our seniors too tonight. Sure. I mean, we, We've only got seven seniors, but these guys love football, and we appreciate them sticking it out up here. Uh, Ethan Carter, a uh, big-time player for us. Uh, he plays defensive end and plays uh, uh, offensive guard. He's a big-time on defense for us. Jacob Hodges, he plays defensive tackle. He's a senior. Uh, he's probably our biggest, strongest player on the team. He's pretty good size, you know, probably 240, mm-hmm. six foot one, I guess. Riker Hodge, of course, you know that name. He's he's quarterback and safety. Uh, he's our big time playmaker, of course. You know, if you watch their films, and he he uh, he's a good kid, man. Got a good head on his shoulders, and I mean, he's a leader. Him and him and Ethan Carter are the leaders of this football team. You know, uh, my son. He's a sophomore. He's starting center, but he come home one day and told me what a leader Ethan Carter was. Said he's a good, good guy. You know, leads football team. Corbin Kemp. He plays a. Uh, he plays uh, tailback and linebacker. He's a he's a big part of the football team. Jacob Patterson. This guy right here loves football. He stuck it out. He's a senior. He plays special teams, and you won't find nobody loves football no more than Jacob. And uh, Colin Castile, another senior, he plays wing back and he plays cornerback for us. He's got potential to make some plays. And then this last kid I'm going to mention is a great defensive player, and uh, his name is Gavin Wicker. And Gavin, if I'm not bad and mistaken, last year, he played some defensive end, but they moved him now to defensive tackle. And he is he's made some, if you watch the film, you know, I'm sure they have, but He's made some big-time plays in the backfield all year long. and He's actually got moved to fullback because we had a fullback break his uh, break his foot in the uh, first game of the year. Uh, and Dalton Cook broke his fullback, or foot at fullback. But, but those are our seniors right there. And uh, I'd like to thank every one of them for if they listen to this podcast for sticking it out here once more. But, well, you know, uh, as far as seniors go um, – for a guy to, to spend four years of his life down there um, dedicating his time and, you know, his body. And, you know, a lot of these kids get hurt. And I don't think, 
you know, you got a lot of hometown fans that they just want to win. They don't, you know, they don't really care about um, what kind of risk these kids take and what kind of injuries and what kind of pain they actually play through and what kind of mental toughness it takes um, to make it four years through a football program. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, football is not like a lot of sports, man. It's a, it's very, it'll take its toll on your body for like several years after, you know, and I mean, you got to love football stick with it in, in a program like Hartsville or, or Trousel County or what's more. I mean, because we take it serious and we practice hard and, you know, it's a, a different animal at, at places like those, you know, two schools that love their football like that. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Booker, tell me um, Friday night, what's it going to take for you guys to, to pull out a W? I, I watched the film with my son, you know, of, of, of Gordonsville and uh, in Trousdale County. And, I mean, you know who sticks out in my mind, I'm sure, is number six. You know, uh, he's, he's a fast player. He's got a lot of speed. I mean, if I was the coach, I would try to shut him down. You know, I mean, Certainly. first and foremost, because he's a big play opportunity, you know, that y'all have that he can take to the house on the the half-inch yard line, you know, and uh, I think you start from there, so I mean, to shut y'all down. Okay. But, what, um, what do you, um, what would you say is the strength of your team? Is, you know, are you got, are you a fast team? Are you stout? Are you, you know, what would you say the strength of your team would be? I think the, the strength of this team this year is the diversity. I mean, I think we actually have a lot of different players that are equal, you know, on a lot of equal levels, and I, that's what I was going to, the kid that, that scored our only touchdown against y'all last year is a sophomore this year, and uh, his name is Eli Stafford, and he's our tailback, and he swaps in with, you know, Corbin Kemp, but I think that Eli's got a, a chance to be a really good player, and uh, uh, we got a kid named Eli Baskey, which is a junior. And you'll see him, he's the only one with long hair on the team. <laughs> kind of looks like Hollywood, except it's black, you know, on the, that, that, uh, remember the Titans. But anyway, oh, yeah. he can, he's a, he's a big time player, I think, he's going to be. And he's a pretty good sized kid. And, uh, but I think we've got, you know, I think there's more, uh, you know, there's a lot of, we can sub in a lot of people. And not really lose a step on a lot of you guys, you know. Well, it's always good to have that depth, you know, especially a case of injuries or, you know, someone getting gassed. It's always great to be able to put them in. So, um, what do you think about playing at home this year? Do you think that's going to make much of a difference? What kind of crowd is there going to be? You know, how fired up do you think well, Westmoreland's going to be as far as fan-wise? I think it could be a huge game because actually we've had to play y'all uh, two years in a row, I think, over at Hartsville, right? That is right. For some, That's right. For some reason, and uh, we've been looking forward to getting y'all home because, you know, it's a big gate. And, uh, I mean, Hartsville is one of those schools like Macon County and Portland, man, that you just, as a football player myself, our favorite, uh, my favorite teams to play was Hartsville and Portland, you know? I mean, right. well, I call them Hartsville, but Trousdale County, but 
I mean, I think it's going to be a really big crowd, and I mean, I think this COVID-19 stuff is funny thing about it. I think it's going to make it even bigger. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody wants to get out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're looking forward to football. So now, are you guys selling? A huge crowd. Are you guys selling tickets at all? As far as the away crowd, I don't know, man. I, I I know they've been doing the two hundred uh, tickets for the school that comes to us, you know. Uh huh. And then they sell um, some more at the gate if it doesn't fill the quota up. And I think they're allowing at our field something like uh, I think it's fifteen hundred, uh, roughly fifteen hundred people. And um, that's actually a pretty big crowd. Oh you know, yeah, fifteen hundred people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I would say come on out, you know, if it was me, because you'll probably get in there and get a ticket, you know. Okay. So, I can't, I don't want to be quoted on that, but, you know, it was the gospel or nothing, but I would come on up. Okay. Well, uh, it's uh, funny, um, and this this goes to a a mutual friend that me, you and I have, uh, Davey Cothern's probably one of the, you know, the best friends I have in the world, but, uh. He he was telling me a story. We did an interview with him, and it was about two hours long. And um, we're waiting for a a short week or maybe a, a bye week to put that up. But um, he was telling me a little story about I think a fella by the name of Mister Booker maybe breaking his ribs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we uh, we like to hit back in the day. I like to talk a little smack to Davey and a guy named Chad Evans because they never did beat us. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes both of them upset. When I, I joke them on Facebook and stuff like that. We, we, Davey's a good guy, man. He, well, both of them's good guys, but Davey actually helped me get... Uh, I work at the post office down in uh, Hermitage, and I, I work with a lady that she uh, her kid played for Friendship Christian. And uh, I called Davey and... Uh, they, and Chad and him, and, and they actually met him out there on the baseball field and helped him get a ticket, you know, them two guys. They, that's why Davey and Chad and them are, man. They're just good people and uh, love football, and uh, I think the world of them, and I love to beat them, really, because I love the <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, you back then, think, go ahead, uh, go ahead. i tell you a guy that I think the world of over too, and his name is Mo Seltzer. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, my old, uh, back in, I grew tobacco my whole life, well up to I was 28, and, and I loved coming over there and bragging about beating Hartsville every year, because we beat them three years in a row, and, and we would always make it a point to have a load of tobacco after the Hartsville game to take to, to Seltzer's Warehouse over there, <laughs> so I could brag a little bit. <laughs> well, Mr. Moe's a great guy, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, back then, y'all had one heck of a team, uh, I'm trying to, if I remember correctly, the big playmaker you guys had was Clint Brown. Am I am I correct? Oh yeah, yeah. He he got Mr. Football two years in a row, and then actually my senior year we had another guy named Corey Jobs that his brother Jason uh, was a coach over there, you know. And uh, but we had both Mr. Footballs my senior year. Oh yes, and, sir. Uh, I played for uh, Jason, and also I worked for Corey down at uh, MHC Kenworth in Nashville for a little while. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So, we talked about that last year a little bit. I think. But, yeah, yeah, he gave me a hard time yeah. about. Uh, and Davey told another story about Corey kind of landing on his back and 
it's funny the way he explained it because he said he made him almost kiss his own butt because it sandwiched him so bad. And I couldn't imagine Corey, you know, landing on me. That'd be pretty rough. Oh, man, he, he was huge. I mean, he, he weighed like 310, and I think he was six two. Well, you've seen him. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he ran like a five-flat 40, man. He, he was a great athlete for his. He, he had, I mean, he's probably the the only person that I know of, you know, that really come through what's more than that, you know. I'm talking about D1 potential with the body and speed and all that and strength, you know. And but I was blessed to get to play with him, man. I loved it, and um, got to, I get to you know relive them days. And I, I was thankful I started all four years as a freshman and all. And our class did that, man. We wasn't too good as freshmen, but it helped us. And I'm hoping that this year's the, the following year after our freshman year, we went undefeated, ten and zero. Right. And got beat by the state champs that year in overtime, Sweetwater. But this year's team has a lot of sophomores and a lot of juniors, but a, a whole lot of sophomores. And my son being one of them, he starts, he's the center. And, uh, you know, I think this bunch can uh, can actually do something in the next couple of years, you know, if they stick together. And uh, they're going to get some big-time experience Friday night playing Archville. <laughs> Well, Mr. Booker, I I can't wait to to get down there Friday night, and uh, I plan on bringing my daughter and wearing my purple and gold and cheering loud. So I I can't I can't tell you enough how much it means for you got you and these other coaches and stuff that's gotten on this podcast for us. You know, it means a lot for us to take our time and for you guys to take your time to just sit and talk with us and talk football and share the love of the game and uh and, oh yeah you know and even a little smack talk so i appreciate yeah. you for for getting on with us and uh you know i can't wait for friday and me neither man i'm looking forward to it because travel county like i say it's i love to play them and i mean it's gonna be tough you know what you're gonna get when travel county rolls in and you better have your head gear strapped on tight and ready to hit somebody because they're gonna be well, that's what it's all about. It's about them hats, man. Let's. Um, I tell you what, I'll make a wager with you. I'll, I'll wear some. I'll wear some red if we lose. If you're willing to make that wager. I guess I am. <laughs> hey, man, it's all about I the confidence. Hey, I, I wear some purple and gold and and, and post it on Facebook where. If if y'all get lucky and win, Chad <laughs> Evans and Debbie Cawthorn can can laugh about it. Yeah, it's, as long as you wear it on your mail route, I'll be happy. Okay, <laughs> I, okay, I'll I'll post that. <laughs> all right, bud. Well, we'll see you Friday night. We hope all you all your players stay healthy through the week, and we have full and healthy teams come Friday night. But I appreciate you. Y'all have a good man. Good luck to y'all. Yes, Not sir. Not too much good luck, yeah. but, but just enough to get to the game where we can beat y'all. <laughs> All right, bud. See you later. Bye.